Welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to cover some wonderful strategies you can use when working from home. Why should you listen to this episode? Maybe, just maybe, you're working from home right now and you're finding it hard to be productive. Or maybe you're applying for remote work positions and you know you're just going to need to make a shift to a different lifestyle. Today's episode is all about mastering the art of working from home, and we'll even cover some tips for job seekers as well as those who manage a workforce remotely. My next guest is Jackie Mitchell, who is a certified career coach and consultant. After over 15 years in IT project management, Jackie Mitchell launched her business, CJ Matthews Consulting working with C-level executives and Fortune 500 companies. This work naturally evolved into coaching clients both within and outside the tech industry to solve complex problems, as well as advancing their careers to achieve fulfilling personal and professional lives. So as you can see, Jackie's just gonna be amazing. We're gonna cover a lot here when it comes to working from home, which is more relevant than ever. Let's launch right into it with our 135th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Jackie, how are you doing today? I am awesome. How are you? I am doing great, appropriately working from home. So I think this is (laughs) going to be just an awesome episode. Absolutely. I want to hear from you because we've never had you on this podcast before, um, but you just had such a really a unique background. I wanted to hear about how you got into career coaching and consulting. That was interesting. It, it, I am a project manager slash program manager, um, at a senior level. And in the last, I want to say six, seven, eight, maybe even nine years, a lot of what I have been doing with leading teams have been mentoring and coaching, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of it has been in the IT space and um, specifically women uh, who felt very comfortable with me on my teams uh, to ask a lot of questions, you know, how did you get to this position? How do I get to that position? What are the things that I can do? You know, I like the way that you facilitated that meeting. I like the way you handle, uh, this situation. So I, you know, I've been mentoring and coaching for quite some time, which I didn't realize was preparing me to kind of go out on my own, uh, to help more people. Right. So, uh, really, that's how I got started. It, it just was a natural progression for yeah. me. And I love to help people succeed. <laughs> I know? love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm finding uh, the commonality between all the guests that I interview is like, we like helping other people succeed. It's like, I, I'm not obsessed with resumes, even though my company is like a resume company. I'm obsessed with helping people succeed at its core. Yeah. So I just think it's such a cool thing. What's interesting that'll, you know, bring the thread line that together is that as a project manager at certain levels, you you're pulling your team, you're building a team. So I have to interview and hire. Right. And I'm in the room (laughs) when we're building the team and they're asking for opinions or what have you. And um selecting resumes, doing the interviews and really being part of the selection process I have that insight, 
Right. And so that's yeah. what I that's what I bring to my clients, um, that insight on, OK, these are things these are the do's and don'ts. And this is what you do to prep and even thereafter what what you should do. So, yeah, exactly. And I want to um, I want to launch into some strategies for job seekers and working from home at the very end. Um, that's where I love to tie that in, because I think you'd be great at that. Awesome. So, so let's talk about working from home. How how is this different than working from in, working in an office? How is it different? So the misconception is I'm home, I'm free, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> to a certain extent, you can. But to me, I just I really believe working from home because I've been doing this remote work off and on for many years and I had yeah. to get into a rhythm, right? And so I just, I, I really, truly, 100% believe that you're still, obviously, you're still working. You're just in a different location, right? And there are other factors around you, maybe birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, Cats. <laughs> flying outside. Um, flying saucers. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there are distractions, right? Um, so I think working from home actually what I know working from home is is different than working from the office but you know you should treat it as the same right you're in a different location you still should have the professionalism that you have in your office um, depending on the type of space that you're in some offices are really laid back and cool some are just still very traditional and very corporate um, yeah. but for me, I believe work from home, you should bring a level of professionalism. Um, and you're also bringing your authenticity now as, you know, this is my space. This is my life. Try. It's a fine balance. It's really, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a dance, you know, you gotta know when to be really ultra professional at times. And then there are times where it's like, okay, Sorry, the cat is on the table. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> right. I remember when I when I quit my my last job before I started my company. Um, I just remember being just overwhelmed by so much freedom, and it was a good thing, I think. But with that came not really knowing how to balance my schedule and how to be disciplined. And I remember just having such a tough time working from home. Because, um, you know, that discipline wasn't there. I just would kind of get up whenever I kind of felt like it, um, which was, you know, like I said, part of that exciting freedom that I felt initially. I was like, I can do whatever I want. I'm on my own schedule. <laughs> um, but instantly I felt, you know, kind of I felt captive to just kind of the emotions I felt that day. And um, a lot of it was a lot of it, I would say, wasn't good. And so it got really old very quickly after I'd say like the first week or two. Yeah, I mean, you you really have to be honest with yourself, because if you know that in your home environment or outside of the office, wherever that may be, you're a little bit more loose, you just have to get into a mindset, I'm still working. So if I'm more alert during the morning, st maybe stack everything in morning hours. If I'm more alert or more productive, I should say, in the afternoon, if possible, stack in the afternoon. Sure. If you're like me, where you have meetings all day long, <laughs> you have to now pick and choose, right? Um, what is really important for me to be a part of? Um, is there a value add, right? And so one of the things that I am instituting in some of the projects that I'm working on now with folks who are, this is very new for them, 
before it's like cast a wide net whoever comes to the meeting they come they can bring that and it's like no guys okay now we really have to even though you should do this in the office and just kind of going in a, a little bit of a different direction but you'll get where i'm go- coming from with this um it used to be cast the wide a wide net see who comes but it now it's like okay, we really have to be mindful of time. We should have been before, but now even more so, right? And so what I think is important, if you add value, meaning if there is something that you need to speak on or provide information for or get information from, then you should be there. If you are more of a fly on the wall, no, get the meeting notes. No, I like that a lot. It's because I I think so much of, and this is going to sound almost extreme, but so much of meetings are just unnecessary. Or I feel like sometimes when I attend meetings, it's just I didn't need to be there and I could have got the the information through email. But I I love your I love that because it just it it keeps things necessary and you're not wasting time. Well, you know what's happening now, um, and I'm hearing this all over. <laughs> People are thinking that okay, let's we now need to we now need to meet more because we're we're remote. No, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> right, right. I don't believe that. Just because right. we're in meetings does not mean that we're productive. We're being productive. It doesn't mean that oh, if I'm in a meeting, it means I'm working. If I'm not in a meeting, I'm not working. Absolutely not. If I'm not logged on does not mean I'm not working. I could be working and using paper. You know, sometimes that's easier for me. And then I go and do what I need to do or I'm reading up on something. I'll print it out and I'm I'm totally disconnected, but I'm still working. It's it's a complete shift for people who are uh, very used to working in one way. Right. Um, In front of in front of people face to face in an office and you have more eyes on what's going on. But, you know, being remote, you just really have to be disciplined um, as an as an employer and, uh, you know, an employee. Like every discipline has to go across the board. Um, And we kind of dive into this a little bit. You know, I'm seeing now micromanagers are really loving this and hating it. (laughs) (laughs) What if I do feel like working with a team and having these virtual meetings is something that's keeping my team together during a time when we we're not really seeing each other we're seeing each other maybe like a hundred percent less than we did in the past so you know i'm not saying have meetings just for the sake of meetings but do you think having i don't know things like you know all team meetings or happy hours or things like that have their place in in a time where we can only work from home I think it depends. You have to know your team, right? Because you could be working with a team of people who their personality just doesn't lend itself to let's have a happy Friday and everyone wears a different T-shirt. It's like, "Mm, leave me alone. (laughs) Let me do my work. Then you have the people who are dressed up and, hey, guys, this is what I'm drinking. Non-alcoholic. This, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, or this is what I'm doing. And here's my dog and here's my kid. And it's like, you really have to kind of know your team and if there's a mix of people just get a consensus of what folks want to do but keeping productivity and keeping the momentum going on work that has to be done to me is really simple and maybe it's oversimplifying it but you know you have regular check-ins you just really have regular check-ins and monitor progress not micromanage but monitor progress and if i'm the employee or someone on a team 
and people are depending on me for things, I need to make sure I'm giving an update on where I am with certain things and when I'm going to be done with something. When can you expect a handoff? When can you expect the deliverable? Just keep over communicating is probably the best to get a, you know, a lot of things, a lot of people <laughs> off your back, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. That's that's a little yeah. tidbit there. It's, that topic to me is like very near and dear to me because I see a lot of micromanaging happening. And it's like, it, it doesn't need to happen. It really doesn't. Thank you for saying that. And uh, I want to, I'll cover a question after we talk about just work from home about, you know, if you're an employer or you're managing a team, what some tips might be. Um, but, you know, first from the employee side, I wanted to hear what, A, what you think the biggest mistake that people are making when they are working from home as an employee. And then I wanted to hear some of your tips you have for working from home. I've heard some, I heard some really good things on the call um, last time I want to bring up, but just first, what's, what's that biggest mistake that you think people are making? People are getting way too lax and too comfortable, right? And I think sure. that gives the impression that you're not being productive. Um, I have seen, believe it or not, folks take meetings with the camera on from bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I've seen it too. So you, you're not, like, I can't understand. It just, it's unfathomable to me. Fathomable. I can't even say the word now. I just, I just can't <laughs> even understand that. I, that is not even in my, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine. Like imagine if I did this podcast, I'm like live from Chris's bed is episode 135. <laughs> It's no, like, it's true. It's on. yeah. Let's you know you don't go to work in your PJs, right? So, and I'm not saying to have on a full suit or anything like that, but I just think folks are getting so relaxed. It's like let's use a little bit more common sense. It, it, it sounds judgy. It really does. Um, I just I believe that once you give off the vibe or the impression that you are just, you know, you're maybe out back watering the lawn all day, you know, it, people are not going to take you seriously. Yeah. Right. So if you, even if you're not one of those micromanager freak out people, you still might subconsciously see, see this as like, this person's not taking their work day right. seriously. Set the expectation, be, you know, be presentable, show progress. And, um, you know, set expectations and show progress. Really, that's that's the two key things that you should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And so what would you say to counter that? What might be some tips you have to just make sure you are bringing your best self, I should say, to to your work day? Um, have a routine, you know, you should, you should have a routine for yourself and try to stick to the routine. Not to say that you have to be rigid, but you know, these are trying times and it's, you know, right now it's very trying, but just general, generally speaking, working from home, the things that you should be doing, um, being mindful and thinking yeah. about, you know, if I were my manager, what would I be thinking? Right. And how do I combat that? Right. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit of that. So put yourself in someone else's shoes. You know, I like what you said about having, um, I think it was work check-ins um, with, you know, your manager that are, of course, necessary. You know what? So. Uh, even, you know, 
It's as simple as a Monday morning email, here's what I'm working on for the week. And then a Friday email recapping, this is where I am with the things that I said I would would do. And then this is what I'm going to do next week. Very, very, very easy. Just bullet points. Very easy. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I want to take a quick turn here before we talk about, you know, job seekers and and, uh, managing a workforce. But one of the things that I noticed when I um, started to work from home for my own business is... Um, this may be just my extrovert nature, so take this with a grain of salt if this isn't you, but um, I felt almost like the energy was was a little bit different when I was working at home. You know, sometimes I felt like I was legitimately in jail. I was like, I need to go see some people. I need some sunlight. Um, but I, what, you know, have you experienced anything like that? And what would you say would be good to, I guess, just like keep my energy up when I'm working from home? I... Um, I don't like quiet. So for me, something has to be on. Right. Um, yeah. But lately, I've been working on things that had to be heads down. So it, it has been very quiet. I'll have the TV in the background. You know, maybe HBO is running in the background and I can hear a series that I wanted to kind, kind of catch up on. And I'm kind of listening, but I'm working. Right. Or hmm. music in the background. Sometimes I'll go outside and um just work outside if that's possible for people who can do that. Just kind of change, change your environment within your space. If possible. Switch it up. Yeah. Switch it up. You know, um, it does sometimes get lonely. Absolutely. I, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's like, Oh my God, I want to yep. see people. <laughs> I experienced a lot of that right? in 2017. Yes. So, I mean, and just for the the folks who are working and are working remotely and maybe live by themselves, it's like, well, you have Zoom, you can, you know, have a Zoom party or you can pick up the phone or you can FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever it is to try to connect with people. Um, Still, still try to do that. But it, it does sometimes get like you feel like the walls are closing in on you take a break, you know, go outside if possible, yeah. try to just change it up a little bit within, within your space. And it's totally okay to have things on in the background. Um, it's totally okay to sit with your laptop in front of the TV and watch a show and do work. I, I can do, I know me. So it's like, I know I can do it. Um, and it's not a big deal to me. Right. Um, I'm still yeah. productive. Uh, so just kind of things like that. Just try to make it, it kind of it all boils down to knowing knowing yourself. <laughs> like true, you, you really true. have to know yeah. yourself. For me, I think the having some background noise does help me out. That's why I like I like to listen to like lo-fi, some some electronic music that maybe it does it's not very lyric, lyrical. Yeah. So I think it's a word. Um, <laughs> we'll make it a word today. <laughs> lyrical. We'll look this up on Google. Um so yeah, like that kind of stuff helps stimulate and kind of get my energy going. Yeah. Um also for me, I'm a I'm finding more and more how much I enjoy nature. So sometimes yeah. I have to just get outside my house and go for a walk around the block or something like that. Yep. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, work from home, it affects how you feel sometimes too. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have to reframe it too, because it's like, okay, yes, I have the freedom and now I can do things that I, you know, maybe was putting off to the weekend or after yeah. hours you could you can incorporate those things during your day because honestly mm-hmm. folks are not working eight hours a day i don't care what anyone says i don't care because if you really think about it when you're in the office 
let's just do this really quick, right? <laughs> okay. Let's say an eight hour day. As a project manager, I never look at my days as eight hours. I look at my days as five hours, maybe okay. six, maybe six. If you're like doing an effort, you know, how long is it going to take? Oh, two days. Someone tells me two days. Oh, you mean about 10 hours, right? <laughs> so um, okay. because you have lunch and if you're one of those who do extended lunches, we're not going to talk about that, but like you have eight <laughs> hours, <laughs> then you have your your one hour lunch. So you're down to seven hours and the time that you're spending in um, just ad hoc conversations. The, the transition time between tasks. That's a good two hours. If people don't want to really yeah. realize, oh, it's a good two hours, right? So what's that? Uh, you're, you're already down to five hours right there. Exactly. Like really know yourself. If you need to stack your things in the morning yeah. or in the afternoon or spread it out, you know, um, and employers don't want to hear that. But honestly speaking, no one is working eight hours. No one is literally doing something for eight hours a day. Sometimes you are, right? But typically yeah. speaking, your days may be six, five to six hours, honestly. And yeah. then you can incorporate other things into your day. So let's let's continue on the time train here. Let's say I'm transitioning from um, working in an office or, or just going out there to working from home. All of a sudden, I feel like I have all this extra time in that commute. And especially if you're in this current era, if you're in in April 2020 or May, possibly, um, we have all this extra time um, that we could have been, you know, could have been for the commute. What do you do um, to substitute that time? I shift to other things, right? And so it could be me doing meditation or me listening to ebooks or audiobooks, I should say. Um, I know lately, in the last week and a half, I had purchased something two years ago that I never listened to. <laughs> okay. So I've been doing the modules every morning, like list is it's on audio, and I've been listening to that every morning, and literally sitting down and drinking coffee or having breakfast or whatever it is. Um, so I'll take that time to do something else if I need to. If I need to, I would sleep in if I really need to, but I know me because if I'm sleeping in, then it's like, okay, now my day is going to start a little bit different. And am I going to have the energy as if I woke, you know, had gotten up a little earlier? So like I said, you have to know yourself. So I would say use that time to do something else productive for you, for you. I love that. And I, I've made it a daily practice to meditate um, in the morning. Just for me, it really works. I, I, I almost need it to, have, to, to be a better person at work. Um, but it's, I feel like I have an extra 20 to 30 minutes now. So now I could actually sit down and make breakfast and take my time with it. And um, I think there's so many positive benefits to reinvesting that time back in yourself because so much of society, so much of the U.S. is just like, go, 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 work, work, work. And um, I think we really need that time in the morning. Okay, great. You've been you've been really awesome so far. Thank you for all your answers. Um, I want to talk about managing a workforce because I know we have some managers um, listening to this podcast right now. What advice would you give them to keep their entire unit productive? Um, You know... <laughs> I would say transition what you were doing in the office 
remotely, right? And it, it's it's an, to me an easy transition. You know your team, at least you should know your team. And if this is the yeah. first time that your team is working remotely, I have a suggestion on that. Um, and it's never too late to do this. You can have an all team meeting setting expectations going forward. Doesn't matter where we are right now, you can set the expectations going forward of what you expect from them and what they expect from you. In addition to doing that, I would definitely recommend, I highly recommend meeting one-on-one with your team members, right? Take the time to meet with them one-on-one and ask them how, you know, what it is, what is it that you can do to help support them? I think having that dialogue with them. Um, how and often? That's between you and, you know, you and, and the employee. I would say just whatever cadence you guys feel is best for you all to, you know, to do. But at least a one once a month meeting or just to kind of kick it off or start where you are, you know, the expectations there from me and my ex- expectations from you as a team for the remote work. And maybe once a month meeting to just kind of, get back together type of a thing um, or a weekly, a weekly thing. I, it just really depends on the team and what you guys have going on. The dynamic. But I definitely really believe that it will go a long way for managers to meet one-on-one to find out what, it, what their team member may need for support. You know, you may have someone who's a single mom and they're coming to you and say, look, my kid is, is doing schoolwork and I need, from eight to 10, I just, I really need to be there for them. I can shift my day or do, you know, whatever it is. Um, just try to find out what it is that you need to do or what you can do to help your team individually to be successful, which in turn turns out, you know, collectively we're all successful. I love that. And you also have some good advice for parents who are working from home. What would you tell some parents who are dealing with running, screaming children, or even pet owners who are having you. To, to deal with these distractions, <laughs> right? Let go. <laughs> okay. So I have an 11-year-old. This is the youngest. I have 24, 25, 19, and 11. And the 11-year-old is in elementary school, going into middle school next year, Um we have a real, me and my kids, we all have really good relationships, if I say that myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. with the little one, the youngest one here, he's very interesting. Um, I had to learn to just say, not, you know, he's not running wild, but it's like, okay, I have to loosen up on certain things. I had to, because it would... I would literally go crazy. I would go mad. (laughs) Right. So I just, you know, I pretty much, okay, what do you want to eat? You want cereal every day. You want pancakes. It just kind of doesn't matter anymore. It's like, do what will make you happy at this point, because we're all stir crazy in this house at this yes. moment, yes. you know, and I know there are parents who are very strict with rigid with um, with schedules and things like that. It's good to have a schedule, but just really be you, you need to be a little bit flexible and you as well as your coworkers need to understand that you do not live in a library 
Um, you may hear the dog barking in the back. You may hear the kid yelling, your kids yelling with each other or on Zoom themselves with their teachers and classmates or um, calling out for you for whatever reason. But it's like, okay, we have to be a little bit flexible with the background noise sometimes or being called away or what have you. Um, But just having loosening up a little bit with expectations with children, what's age appropriate, right? So my son knows, do not come into my office. One, I have a sticky on the door. Don't knock. Like it literally, (laughs) don't knock. Unless you're dying and someone is calling <laughs> or you're bleeding or something, put a note under the door. No, but um, seriously, all jokes aside, I, there has to be, I think one of the tips, if you have the space to be separate from all of the other things going on, you know, some visual clue, cue for whoever is in the house with you to know that this time, you know, is is really private. I I can't come out to do anything please don't come in i'm yeah. blocking this time off because i'm in a meeting or whatever it whatever it is but um setting again setting expectations with your kids as well you know but age it has to be age appropriate and you know i i, I love what you said about having flexibility because it's if you try to have control over every little thing you're just going to drive yourself crazy forget it yeah you're 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 going to be stressed out you're going to be anxious Um, and so, you know, I think it goes back to, you know, deciding what those boundaries are for you, because as we said earlier, I think, you know, having zoom calls in, in your bed and your PJs is, is too far on one end, but being okay with something like your kids, you know, you know, running around and at one point, if it happens, it happens to be okay with that. So I think you're really framing this in a really healthy, um, productive way. So, I mean, we have to be flexible about things and not take ourselves too seriously like the other day Mm -hmm. i was on a call and my son comes in he's like i need baking soda and vinegar and i'm like (laughs) like do you not and so i said come here come here and i was on a zoom call i said just say say hi to everyone just say hi to everyone and i'm like guys give me 10 minutes i gotta go get baking soda and vinegar vinegar. i'm like what's happening (laughs) There's a science project that they're doing live on Zoom. Like, is this aww. a joke? No, not all. Like, really? Is this? <laughs> I just had a flashback. So, never mind. Like, me. are you doing a volcano? What is happening? Here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we have to well, laugh about things like that. It's like, yeah. oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. The the final thing I want to cover here, uh, Jackie, is uh, for job seekers. We have a lot of job seekers um, who are listeners um, on this podcast. So how can we set up a routine that is conducive to getting hired, um, especially when we are just finding ourselves at home all the time? But how would you how would you set up someone's work environment to just get hired? But before that, I do definitely have to say for job seekers, do not give up because I know you're hearing a lot of different things. Uh, You know, uh, the job market is slow right now. People aren't hiring right now. It just really depends on the industry that you're in. Um, There's so many different things that you could be doing in the meantime, if that's the case. Uh, Marketing yourself in a different way, maybe uh, honing in on certain skills, still networking. But I would definitely say honing in on certain skills, looking at where you where you're at. Um, If things are not really panning out, 
really take a look at yourself and the, you know, the industry or the role that you're in? Is it being phased out? Do you need to transition into something else? Can you transition into something else? Are you open to transitioning into something else? You know, having those conversations with yourself um, will help. But I definitely have to say, do not give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. (laughs) I love that. Keep your head up. Do not give up because there are jobs out there. And funny enough, right now, all of the conversation about, oh, certain positions were not remote. They are now, you know, and um, I'm still seeing things come across a lot of things coming across. I'm in Florida um, for things outside of the state of Florida, you know, and I'm passing those along to to uh, peers who have found themselves out of work right now because, you know, the certain industries that they they were in. Um, But I definitely have to say, do not give up. There are a lot of things that you can do, um, one, to be productive and to get yourself hired. One of the... (laughs) main things right now <laughs> making sure that you have all of your stuff together right your your resume really has to be on point there are a lot of people out there who are in the same position you have to stand out right and you have to convey your value and if you have a resume that no one has seen other than the people that you're presenting it to for a job you're doing something wrong what's your take on that why is that your resume should be assessed either by a professional or someone who you respect who really can give you true feedback on your resume. Like your resume, you should be able to hand your resume to someone and they know yes. immediately what you're looking for. Yes, yes, exactly. I I love that advice. And I've even told people to 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 take their resumes and hand it to like a trusted friend or someone even better if they're in the industry that you're in uh, or the same boat and just ask that person whether or not this resume looks targeted for whatever job they're applying for. Is it relevant? Is it specific? Um, You can also ask for proofreading, of course, and things like that, but just, just get that second opinion. That's great advice. Yeah, it's an, it's an investment in yourself. And if you have to pay someone to do that, I think it's, it's a, good investment. You have to obviously um, get, you know, get with people that you trust. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Credible. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, really assess the resume. In addition to assessing your resume, uh, LinkedIn, like you really have to have a presence on LinkedIn and should not be a copy and paste of your resume. It really should tell a story yeah of who you are, what your value is that you bring, the solutions that you bring. Like you become a problem solver as opposed to a job seeker. That's that's yeah. my number one thing to job seekers, become a problem solver. I keep trying not to date this episode, but I just I think there are just people that need to hear this in the the time of this the health crisis, but how much time should I be spending to my actual job search and because I mean, back before all this happened, there were networking events we could attend. There were, you know, career fairs. Um, there were just all sorts of ways and avenues for us to meet people. But what what tip would you have for how people should actually spend their time networking and getting those interviews? Look at your circle. You know, who do you know that may know someone, right? And utilize LinkedIn. Like really yeah, utilize yeah. it to its full. Pu- 
potential. Like look at your network. If you are only connected to five people, there's a problem, right? And you you really need to have a far reach. And within that, I mean, search for people who are doing the job that you want to do or that you're doing or what, you know, previously we're doing. Um, reach out to them. It doesn't have to be in the same state or anything like that. You know, start conversations with them. If they're making posts, you know, make comments on that and try to connect with them and, and, you know, connect with people that they know and, you know, they know and they know and start to build your network, like true connections, right? Um, You're really interested in what someone has to say about this topic, or you can send a question to someone, hey, what do you think about this thing going on? in your field or what have you. Just really go out and try to connect with people. But I'd say first start with your circle, um, your professional circle, and you really should have a professional circle outside of your friends, right? These are peers, get advocates for you, you know, people who know your work. And I, I said this one time and young lady didn't really understand what I meant by this. When I say networking is more than going out and handing your out your business card or, you know, handshakes and this and that in certain events, networking to me is more of doing a good job wherever you are, because people will remember that and remember you yeah. and start to now recommend you. Right. That's the very first step. That's, that is the very first step. And I'm going to go back to something that I said very early on. You have to know yourself. Now, if you're an introvert and you don't really like talking to people and you feel a little, you know, uh, intimidated, you, you have to find a way to kind of get out of that. If you want to get into a position that is above where you are and you're trying to level up and trying to grow and move, you have to start talking to people. You will not believe this, but I am probably the shyest person that you know, but you would never know that. You know what I mean? Like I literally have to come out of myself because I know what my bigger picture is. Like the grand scheme of things, Jackie, you have to talk to people, right? And I can talk to CIOs all day long, Mm -hmm. CFOs and presidents of companies and facilitate these large meetings. And then it's like, I'd literally have to become someone else because I know where I want to go, the things that I want to do. These are things that I have to do to to be able to do those things. You get, you understand what I'm saying? Jack, Jackie, some of the most bold, charismatic people I've met in my life have been introverts. Like they've said <laughs> they were they're introverted. And I'm like, "How are you an introvert? Yeah. Like you were yeah. You are just like, you're so energetic. You're so, I don't know, like every everything that comes out of your mouth, like I just, I want to listen to you. I'm so inspired. Um, but they just, they were like, yeah, and my whole life, I just, I've known I'm just like this really shy. I'm like, how, like, how is that possible? Yeah. So it- <laughs> like, you, you're right though. You got to come out of your shell. You got to. You have to. Um, and it is possible. That's like, I think you were case in point. Like you even just do, doing what you're doing, being on this podcast. I think it's amazing. So yeah, you've been a fantastic guest. I just want to hear if you have any final words of advice for struggling job seekers. Again, don't give up. Don't listen to, you know what? When people are saying, oh, um, they're just like doom and gloom and things are not going well and the, the, the economy is in the toilet, just like, don't listen. 
don't listen. People are still hiring. Not saying that it's going to happen today, tomorrow, the next day, but people are still hiring. You still can do things, right? Um, think about another, you know, think about becoming a consultant, you know, freelancing, yeah. possibly. There are uh, online tools out there where you can promote yourself in that way. That's why I'm saying become a solution a, a, a solution provider yes. <laughs> as yes. opposed to a job seeker because yes. the the mindset is different the mindset is different it's you know a job seeker in my mind in no disrespect to anybody it's a feeling of lack sometimes and then that turns into you know a little bit of depression or um oh my gosh, what's happening? I can't, I can't, I can't, as opposed to this is what I have to offer. Here are the solutions that I can provide. Who can I help? It's a totally different energy, totally different energy. So if you're approaching people as I need a job, it's like, oh, well, no, we're not hiring. You know, I don't want to get involved with that. Or here are the, here are the ideas that I have. You know, what are your pain points? That's the, yes. the question that I ask a lot. What are your pain points? That is yes. an open door for you to now here are some solutions, here are some solutions. And when people start listening and you're positioning yourself as someone with solutions, then you, you're going to get the air of the right people. So keep your head yeah. up and just try to shift your mindset into someone being more of, more of um, uh, solution oriented as opposed to I'm looking for a job, I need a job, that type of a, a thing. Awesome. Great words of wisdom, Jackie. Like I said, you've been you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you. How can people find out more about you and um, and uh, where you're at? So I have online presence. I am my website. All of my information is on my website, JackieMitchellCC.com. And um, you are on LinkedIn, Instagram, any of those? So I'm on LinkedIn, Jacqueline Mitchell. So my full name, <laughs> yeah, J A C Q U E L I N E, Jacqueline Mitchell. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook, Jackie Mitchell CC, and on Twitter, which I'm still trying to get into Twitter. I don't know what's with me in Twitter. <laughs> Jackie Mitch CC. Perfect. And I'd recommend for you listeners to go back to our, I think it was our 131st episode with Lisa Lewis, but she talks about crafting reach out messages. So practice your reach out message skills with Jackie and uh, come up with a, a good, short, concise message to to grab her attention. I'm sure she would love to see it and uh, let her know that we came from the show. Absolutely. So. I am I am available. Send me, you know, messages through my website on, you know, DM me, send me messages. I respond to everyone. I respond. <laughs> I there personally <laughs> respond. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I just um, can't emphasize how valuable this is, especially at this current moment in time. But for the people that need to hear it, like if you're working from home and you're not sure exactly how to be productive, I think this was such a great episode to cover everything, really. So so thanks for that. You're welcome. Thank you. It was it was a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this wraps up our episode. This is 135 of the Career Warrior podcast. Such good insights today. And we covered it from all angles. We talked about job seekers, if you're managing a workforce, or if you're one of those employees working from home. We covered it all today and we just encourage all of you to find 
where your boundary is and really to find out, you know, find out what works best for you. Don't just let the nature of work from home kind of take over, but actually take control of your life and make it the most productive one possible. I'm going to, I know personally take away some really amazing insights from this, and I'm going to kind of rethink about how I'm doing things over these next few weeks here. Just super grateful for Jackie and just um, can't, can't explain what this episode has done for me as well. So this concludes episode 135. So excited to see you next time. And that's the show. 